Here we go, episode 15 of the Hibs Ramble. We're back again. Hibs are obviously winning and doing well, so I'm sticking around for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, this week, we've got myself and Liam and Sean. How are you doing, lads? Good evening. Very good, very good. How are we? Aye, all good, all good. We've also got a very special guest joining us uh, tonight. We've got Block7 on the podcast. How are you doing, mate? All bad boys yourselves. Aye, all good, mate. Good, all good. good. Listen, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for sort of reaching out to us and also for making yourself available at such short notice. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. Um, firstly, we'll just sort of talk about the group in general, if that's all right with you. Yeah. So we are led to believe that a couple of you boys were actually in since 1875, so you're only new to this whole so, uh, I mean, I don't know what you call yourselves. Would you call yourselves an ultras group, a fans group? I will. That's the goal, eh, is to be to be an ultras group. Um, I'd say we're, we're getting round about there now with the, the numbers that we're showing to take to away games, the, the how packed the section is, home games this season. So, I think that we're, we're getting about that stage where we can call ourselves a, a kind of an ultras group instead of a singing section, I'd like to think. Uh, no, I, th- I think uh, I think we've moved past the days of our, our singing section as as what it used to be in the beginning. Yeah. Um, in terms of the name Block Seven, now <laughs> obviously because we've had uh, the Twelfth Man, 12th man uh, since 1875. There was another couple of ones back in the beginning. Um, in terms of the name, I think Sean's got a Sean's got a question for you about the name. Yeah, I was just curious, and you've probably been asked the question plenty of times by plenty of other people. Um, yeah. If some of you originated from since 1875, what made the change from since, since 1875 to Block 7? Was it more a case of trying to start fresh and start new and something different? Yeah. Um, or is it because... There, there, there was no reason to, to keep this since 1875. What, what was the, what's the script? Or, or is there just a, a, a specific reason behind the name? Well, when you form a new group, you're always going to have teething problems at the start, trying to learn how things work, the, the do's, the don'ts. And the only thing to do that is by trying stuff out. If it goes well, all good, you stick to it if it doesn't and you get pelters on all different social medias and you know right, that's a don't um, so we didn't want to keep the Sense 1875 name we didn't want it, our actions at the start, our teething problems to reflect on the name that they left because obviously so they've done more from a level got, of respect then to leave the yeah, name them. They done, they, they, you, you can't deny that the Sense 1875 boys were amazing yeah. The displays they done, the atmosphere they provided, what what they done, it was it was what what you want. Um, so we didn't want to to put a bad name on since 1875. So the only way to do that is to start a, a new group completely from scratch, which I think is why there's been so many different groups in Hibs, and not just the same one carrying on through all the different generations. Um, so we got thinking, took a wee while to come up with a name and we eventually landed on Block 7. Um, and if you look at the the Edinburgh map, the EH7 block is where Easter Road is. So 
they're Love coming. That. There we go. Love it. Is that, is that coincidence or did you mean it? Um, a bit of both, to be honest. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's you, you, we were thinking we were going through all the all the different, you know, the the, the, the gates, the section, the block, the this or that, um, and eventually we were like. We were block, and then we were looking, seeing that the H7 on the east, the, the Easter Road sign. Thought, well, there you go, there's block seven. So it came I mean, out. I mean, that. Look, I mean, that. We like to think it was it was men. <laughs> um, no, to be fair, like that's just goes to like when you look at um, the the other sort of groups that are out there, their names kind of lead into. You know where it's the like, sometimes it's geographical, isn't it? Aye, but then Kim, when you look at like whatever iteration Hearts are trying to do, which is, <laughs> in my opinion, shite, garbage. Uh, but it's just Gorgie boys, like that's too easy. Uh, like. That's Gorgie Agro. Aye, ah, the oh, Gorgie Agro. Christ, the Gorgie Agro's older that's, than us. So that's aye. Uh, they had them. They had their kind of the three options was. Uh, Gorgie, Gorgie Agro, and what was it? Gorgie Fanatics or something. Ma- oh my God! Imagine just having a group and calling yourself Gorgie, and that's <laughs> that Gorgie's farm that you just listed. Jesus! That just sums up the fucking shite that live in the west side of the city. Yeah, they should, Jim, what? They should call themselves Gorgie Farm because they're a bunch of fucking donkeys. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, yeah. when we came up with, with, with when Box Seven kind of came across one of the the main reasons was in all honesty was that it's obviously because the h7 block of the map is block seven um we, it, it covers the whole of easter road and it's just a kind of a wee bit of encouragement to all the hibs fans to to, to you know join in with helping that atmosphere it's not just you know like we couldn't then what just cost us well section 45 because then it divides divides us from the rest of of the fans whereas we like to think it's as hips say one big hips family exactly it's like a togetherness for everyone exactly it's a really good way to look at it actually maybe he's only just daft we laddies after all eh? (laughs) (laughs) but um, no i think it's you know what it's also as well it's important that you've sort of brought up the the teething issues because um, there was obviously <clears throat> things at the start. I mean, like we spoke about prior, I sat at Easter Road in the section next to you, so seen a couple of things, heard a couple of things. Um, you know, when the because I think we need to remember as well, he's only long together. It's our second season this season. He's our, and even then, but he's didn't he start at the start of last season. Ah, it's he, he's, ten months. Aye, so. I think it's important to to realise that, like you said, even though you know you had a past and since eighteen seventy five and a few of the other boys that you've got were there as well, mm-hmm. being a part of it and then leading it are two completely different things. Yeah, and I think for my, you know, we'll we'll not get into specifics, um, but I would I would I would think that you know I would like to give you a lot of credit from where you started to where you are. Because, you know, I feel that, you know, the, the stuff that even, I suppose the thing that you use, it's, it's unfair on you, but anything that happens in that side of the stadium automatically gets put on your shoulders. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, we're going to talk about how uh, the famous five stuff in a minute, 
But the fact that these have managed to turn it around in such a short space of time to be able to have discussions with the club to get a section for a you know the UEFA youth game for the under 19s. Yeah. I think I think you deserve a lot of credit for that. I well it's what people don't see is is the preparation that goes into things like we're we're preparing for games you know two three months before it's even happening. Um and where we came from, it was just turn up, see how it goes. Whereas you learn that everything has to be discussed in advance. You need to be in early. You need to set up. You need to discuss who's doing what. Um, and that's that's how you get you get far. You start to get a system where where you just follow every game. If it goes right, it's good. You keep going that way. If you try something new and it goes wrong, you don't do it again pretty much. Um, but like for this season, every home game we've had the megaphone out, up on the seats, all the flags are out, the drums going all game. It's that's that's the ideal goal. And if, if my thinking was when we first started as a group, we'd be at the stage we're at now in maybe four or five seasons times and, and to be at that stage on our second season in is is ideal. So we can only push forward from that. I think the, uh, everyone can see a lot of progression. I mean, you talk about the preparation. I was going to ask you about, you know, the displays and stuff that you've done. Mm. And the first one that I remember, I think, was it Rangers at home? <laughs> it was in, in the in the centre. And then you look at the one against Hearts at the start of the season, and the difference is night and day. And it was only about six months in, yeah. in difference of timescale. And was a massive difference for the because that Rangers one was like was it HFC in the middle and it was yeah. the different coloured cards and it didn't quite it didn't quite because... see the thing is behind that so obviously when we when we played Rangers at Hamden in the semi final and we beat them three one with a Boyle hat trick they they done a the pyro display with the orange and it was the future is bright the future is dot 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 um so we thought well we have to do something for this you know the future's bright future's dot 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 green and white or something like that um but it was our what was it was the Hamden was like our our second game as a group and we weren't even a formed group at the time we had a banner and we had a drum so from that all we had was leftovers from since 1875 displays that's all we had and we fought we have to do something. We want to. We want to show Hibs fans that we we're here to make the difference, even if we don't have any money, we don't have any materials. So we just have to use what what was basically in the bin. So yeah, put, how how does that kind of display, especially very early on, being left with whatever it is that you've had? Obviously, comparing that one to the ones that you've done since, as you said, were night and day. What kind of preparation is went into into that one? So, like, in regards to agreement with the club or discussion with them prior to that, because that was I assume that was the first one at Easter Road. Yes. So yeah. how yes. how did it how did it come around to be agreed then? Um, and then kind of how is the discussions from them built built on, especially like something like Hamden as well. So I'm just wanting a wee bit. For me personally, a bit of background in regards yeah. to how he's managed to get up and running with that one, and then like something as big as the the Hamden one where we had the green, white, and black. 
<laughs> and then the ones that we had this year as well. So like, yeah. well, it's for the first one we done against Rangers. It was just we want to make an impact and show people that you know we 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 can do stuff. And we knew it wasn't going to be great, but we had four people at Easter Road setting up that display, getting whatever together. It was I think it was a total of like. I think we done like a 17 hour shift at Easter Road. Wow, Jesus. And cold. 17 hours just straight of putting materials on seats and sorting, make, making that banner on what was left over in the locker. Um, I see when you reached out to the club and said, listen, well, it's not to do this I, I did not have a clue. Um, so I basically used the same phone number as what everyone uses to purchase their tickets to the ticket office and just selected... I don't know, it was hospitality, it was the only one that was open. So I clicked that and I said, I just explained to them and they were like, all right, I know the guy for the job. I'll put you through him. And then it went from that. And he just said that all they need to know is what it's going to say, what it's going to look like, um, and to give us access to get it done. Um, and since then, it's just, it's been really good with it, to be fair. Um, you had the the one at Hamden was obviously a big one. That's uh, how many seats was it that we sold? Was it like nineteen thousand or something? Aye. So you're talking just under a full Easter Road display at Hamden, um, and they were quite good with it. To be fair, we were also we were still quite a new group. Um, it was what two or three months in from then, and they just said, right, well, let us know what you want to do. And we will we'll support you with it. So we we done the we done raising funds for it, and um, there was about I don't know we were able to get forty maybe fifty was it about 40, 30, 40 people through Hamden the day before, um, freezing cold, and we were actually <laughs> we were actually there at the same time with Green Brigade when they when they their display. Um, and just walking in and seeing a hundred people walking about on the opposite side of the stadium, all 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 dressed in green, all organised, I all organised, and then you see us rocking up with our aunties and uncles and mums and dads and brothers <laughs> and that. I think it shows a level of commitment not only from you, but the fact that the the, the Hamden one was what like your second display. And yeah. the club are, are are more than happy to try and facilitate that and and give yeah, you yeah. the support. Even the even the first one, the fact that they went right, okay, cool, crack on, just let us know what you need, and it just shows yeah. that the level of support is there for the club as well. Yeah, hundred percent. They've self supported us from day one. To be fair, um, obviously, if if they were to think the things what other the wider head support think that we've been getting up to, we wouldn't still be allowed in Easter Road. Yeah. Um, obviously, have to see what happens on the CCTV, but the fans don't see that, so you can understand. Um, so since they know that we're just trying to make a difference at Easter Road, we're not troublemakers. They've been 100% uh, supportive of us through. through Someday, an owner like Ron Gordon wants there to be yeah. a like carnival-like atmosphere, so he's, he himself will be more than happy for stuff like that to go on. Yeah. You know, things that Ron was maybe cheerleaders as well from a commercial perspective. You've seen it with. Since 1875, they used it all the time, so it's only it's only positive. Yeah. Well, that that display against Hearts at New Year was the Twitter 
cover header for a yeah. while as well. So it's kind of, I suppose if the, the club are buying into you, you kind of need to can make sure that you are always on your, no, I don't even want to say best behaviour because it makes you sound like school kids, but you're not doing anything that can that can bring the club in. And I suppose that can maybe lead on to the next bit. So obviously recently uh, for the under-19s against Molda, you've got a section behind the goals. Mm. Um, how did that discussion come about? Did you approach the club with that? Did the club approach you? Yeah, 100%. We, we, well, I, I got in touch with with a person that we always go through, through Hibs. So if we want to do anything, if we want to do a banner, if we want to do a display um, for away games, so I, I I get an email every single time we go to an away game saying what's permitted and what's not permitted in the ground, whether we're allowed to drum, whether we're allowed flags, the banner, stuff like that. So I got in contact with him and said, um, although we had had previous meetings, it wasn't with what you would say the high rollers. So basically, when how it came about was we, we know that this the, the display that we've done recently for, for the most recent Hibs Hearts Derby, yeah, we were out setting that up, and the Hibs players came out to do training. So they came out and you know came over, gave us a clap and that, all the rest of it. Ryan Porteous was dancing about to the music that we had on, um, and then Lee Johnson came over, and this was after the training session, and um, started putting sheets in the seats. What a boy! And uh, it was 100% supportive. He was like, listen, I think you guys are great. What you do, you know, you should hear us talking in, in the changing room saying how, how great Block 7 were the day, you know, definitely give us a final push, blah, blah, blah. And then Ben Kenzel came walking over and um, shook every single person's hand that was there setting up the display and just say thank you. And just shook every single person's hand. And then he, he came up to me and he said, listen, I'd like to to kind of get a meeting with you guys and discuss what your future, what you want your future to look like at Easter Road. So he gave me his phone number and we got texting and we we got a meeting sorted. And we had Hibs media team, we had Ben Kenzel there and Ben was supportive with whatever we think would be best to move us and the club forward. So we, he, he said, what's your ultimate goal? I said, well, the ultimate goal is the famous five war behind the goals standing section full with flags flags waving for 90 minutes the boys just singing constantly and then hopefully branch out spread out from that and like imagine the whole lower tier with flags spread out you know yeah. like you see it in the german leagues that's that's what you, it's what you want it's always behind the goals it's just everyone's in front of you when you're in full voice, the, the noise will just travel. So he said, well, what to do is we've we've got the youth, we've got the youth game coming up. How would you just like a trial? And we're thinking, ah, Wednesday night, youth game, only section open. I don't know. Hopefully we can maybe, we'll take maybe 100 boys and hopefully the rest will fill up. We'll maybe half fill the, the section. And then it went up on sale, and by the time it came to the youth game, it, it was like, I think, something like 30 seats away from sold out. And we thought, right, well, we just go out and we just put on a show and we just show the club that this is where we want to be. And I, th- I like to think we went out and done that. Well, I certainly think so, anyway. Like, from the videos that I've seen, and we spoke about it um, 
we spoke about it last week and exactly like you were saying about the kind of how the noise will travel if you're in the famous five lower I said that where he's are at the moment for me is too far away from where we shoot in the second half yeah. you know, if you're trying to encourage the players on and I know that he's he's obviously do make an impact on the players but he's will make a bigger impact if you're behind that goal in the famous five and it sucks the ball in effectively like yeah. you said the cop at Anfield or the yellow wall at Dortmund so it's, mm. uh, for me that's the ideal place where I would have a section yeah I mean but at the same time you'll you'll have the the away team's goalkeeper right in front of you yeah uh, we actually seen it when we were at St Johnston not the time we just played them there it was last season and we were down the front behind the goals and um, was that the 2-1 that, game we saw uh, last minute yeah Xander Clark we uh, we were on a wee bit of a wind up in that and um, uh, we just kept singing kept, kept shouting to him Ken, just try to basically do what we could to to help the boys on the pitch and then we scored that, that last minute winner and after it he taunted us and he, he just said he just started laughing and he went see that that was because of you boys 100% hundred mate honestly he turned around in it and he, he was like if you weren't sitting behind this goal I would never have conceded a goal <laughs> so you just, just get in the lead constantly yeah. aye 100% that's what it is it's, just, it's, it's, it's getting it's getting in, in in the keeper's head and I don't know it's we did we at the start, it was a bit like, Ken, did he actually just say that? And then you look back at it and it was like, Ken, someone is, what we were shouting and that, he was actually, he was having a laugh with us during the game, to be fair. He was turning around and that and he was laughing and he was, Ken, getting the patter back, eh? it was just a bit of banter with him. <laughs> and let that go in and he wasn't very happy, like, but still he had a wee smile and he was like, good boy. I think, I think I, I must have been about four years ago, the club tried to slowly start to move people away from the famous five lower because uh, i sat in the famous five lower at the time and we got told um and we we were classed as a family group and we got told to move our, our season tickets yeah. so they've obviously i won't ask you the details of any of the meetings because that's between you and the club and we, would, we wouldn't dare ask that but the the club clearly understand that that's where the they want to put people eventually as well because they wouldn't have started trying to move people four years ago when we had since, since 1875. Yeah. Um, I was annoyed that I got asked to move my seat, but we got told that, you know, that there's, there's specific reasons behind it. So, you know, there's, there should be a level of understanding as well. And that's yeah. obviously why we ended up moving. I mean, at the time, the, the, since 1875 boys, that was their main goal. Was they wanted to be behind behind the goals and the famous five safe standing, and Leon Dempster just didn't give them the support that that they wanted. If if it was Ben Kenzel at the time, 100 percent since 1875 would be behind the goals right now. Definitely, the, the the way that Ben Kenzel just supports it is unreal. Like Hibs have had have looked into safe standing. They've had they've got everything priced up. Um. And that will only be the, the the awkward part of the operation would be the the people that have their season tickets there. As much as they, you know, they, they only turn up for for the derby. Um, it's at the end of the day, it's their seats they paid for the seats. So Hibs need to come to a, a compromise with them. To I think is the way that they'll go forward with that. But 
Uh, it's like I said, if Ben Kenzel had they been in place for Liam Dempster when since 1875 inquired about it, then 100% I think they would be. That's they would still be a group. That that's where they would be. There's loads of positive can... things that the club have been trying to do through Ben, so yeah. I'm not surprised to hear that at all. I think that's see, the way that the um, the club talk about like obviously they were like we've spoken about they were happy to use the kind of time for heroes stuff and all that when we won the cup and then when it came to kind of obviously the moving them to the famous five put them all way up in the corner which was pointless should have just left them where they were um you see them you know like you say about Lee Johnson coming out and and helping you put some of the stuff on the seats Lee's since he's came in, I mean, I was at his press conference when he got, um, you know, when he was announced to the media, etc. Yeah. And he spoke, he spoke at the very start about building. Did you like that, Liam? A nice wee drop in there for that I was there. <laughs> oh look at me! I was at the press conference, everyone. <laughs> and he spoke there about building a real connection with the the players and the fans. Mm. The way that you know the manager talks about it. I mean, you never hear. Um, Celtic TV talking to Postacoglu about the Green Brigade or Van Bronckhorst about the Onion Bears or can Robbie Ree play about the Gorgie <laughs> fanatics or whatever they fucking call them. Those, those three clubs always seem to distance themselves. Yeah, from the, the obviously the club are now talking about, um, you know, even talking about using the the post-match interviews that are going out on the in-house interview, you know, in-house media. You've got the way that the the under 19s reacted when uh, Oscar McIntyre scored his winning penalty. You know they didn't go running towards each other. They came running straight over to all you boys. Yeah, I love that they they, they just piled their families. They didn't even go and tell about their families. Right. They went straight to the boys right into the stands. So it says it all. Yeah, and I think I mean this is maybe a wee curveball. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at you, but I seen it was posted on Twitter today. Um, somebody asking about. He's going to the derby game for the Hibs women. Is wow. that something? Is that something that he'd be interested in then? If we could take the numbers, hundred percent, we'd, we'd we'd love that. Um, but as bad as it is, you know yourself, people seem to be more interested in men's men's football. I don't know why that is, but it's at the end of the day, everyone's Hibs. You know, should be supporting both set both teams. Um, if, obviously we can take numbers to a certain extent but the rest is up to the wider hub support that we'd like to create an atmosphere but if the the numbers are there 100% we'd take the drum we'd take the banner and we'd take all the flags I think it would be a, a, from my personal opinion when I used to be involved with the women's section back in the day I think it certainly would be a step in the right direction not only for you as a group and uh, that, again, that's just my opinion. Obviously, it'll dictate on scheduling when the game is, boys that can go in that. But I think the women's games, especially the ones at Easter Road against Hearts, they're starting to turn out a real crowd as well uh, yeah. in, in recent years. And there are loads of people that are starting to distance themselves from some of the men's games, especially when we weren't doing so well and they were going to the women's games instead. So I think... It would be a, a lively consistency to be able to, if there's an opportunity, and I'm not, I'm not in any way trying to tell you that you should do it because it's <laughs> my group, but I think it, it would, it would paint everyone in a positive light, not just necessarily use as a group, but I mean more 
women's football as 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 a whole as well. There's a lot, and again, this will just be my experience coming in and knowing a lot of the girls that have either played for the ladies or do currently play for the ladies. There's a lot, a lot of talent in there, um, and it goes to show, considering some of the moves that some of the girls have managed to get, and you know the the, the girls side of it and the women's side of it came on leaps and bounds. So um, I think it's a, it's only a matter of time. Like the club themselves are stepping up and understanding the level of importance that women's football has. So I think it's good to see that the crowds are increasing as well. Yeah, it's really encouraging to hear as well that you're, you know, you're thinking about getting the boys along for that because I'm sure the women's team would really appreciate it as well. You know, I mean, I think it's well since I've been supporting Hibs, I don't think there's been great attendances for the women's game up until the last few years, maybe, and I think it would maybe add a different dimension to the game. For them as well, you know, it's. I think it's. Um, it would be a really good idea. And like, I'm. I'm. I'm with Sean. I'm not. I'm not saying that you better go and do that. I'm just saying, you know, if you're thinking about it, I think that's a really, really positive step to take. I mean, it's. It's also something that we spoke about in 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 the group. We've we've we'd love to go to every single development game, every single women's game. But it's just not possible, is it? Nah, it's I don't. Not possible. I think the ones that are at Easter Road, I think, are definitely a flagship event that the yeah. club are trying to hold. So. Do you yeah, know what I mean? No one, no one's sitting here and saying you should go to every single development, first yeah. team, men's team, under 18s, women's game or whatever. But I think if it's at Easter Road, I, I, I don't see why not. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it us, it only gives us another game to 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 sit in that section where we we want to 100%, 100%. be. Hundred um, You've obviously you've, the other thing that you you can look at is kind of cup games where you can buy a ticket anywhere. There's season tickets. That's we've been in discussion with the club. They said if you want behind the goals, we can we can reserve 50, 60, 70 tickets at the front of that, and then you can advertise. That's where you are sitting, and everyone piles in there, just to give that's you brilliant. more, just to make sure that's where you want to be. And a hundred, that's exactly what exactly what we want. You don't want to just kind of. Like what, what, like what happened with since 1875. That they want that. That's the section they wanted, and the best Leanne Dempster offered them was at the top right-hand side of the famous five, which they made work. Um, and credit to them, 100%. They made it work. They done some great displays. They, they sung for 90 minutes every single game. Um, but it's just having that support from Hibs, and for them to say it as listen, that section there is there if you just want it. If you want to sit there for a cup game, 100% go for it. And it gives us that experience of when it comes to whether it's the end of the season, whether it's the end of next season, we're not sure of is that where you just want to be? But it can be a definite 100% yeah, that's where we want to be or I don't think it will work for the group, which is maybe what since 1875 should have been given the opportunity to do. You know, we'll, we'll put these up there for a game trial or a couple games trials, see how you like it. Um, and I think if, if they had that, then maybe we'd have just stayed in Section 43. I think it's, when you think back, it was, because we had the cup game against Inverness, didn't we, where they got that uh, that section. And it was literally, I think that was maybe two games before COVID shut everything down. Yeah, well, uh, see, what that was, mate, was that was... Um, that, that wasn't discussed with the club 
Hibs wanted to do it since 1875, wanted to be, that's where they wanted to be. And it was just straight nose. They just got, you know, decline, decline, decline. You know, you, you're just sitting there. It's too close to the pitch. It's too this, it's too that. And then they just got to the point where anyone would and said, well, okay, what? No, we're just going to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll just show you that that's where we deserve to be. And they went down and done it. And I think the club went absolutely mental at them for it. But the atmosphere was 20 times better than it was in the first half. It's really encouraging to know that the club are actually working with you and listening to you, listening to uh, where yeah. you want to be and what you want to do with the with the section. I feel like it's really positive to hear that you know the club are are just all ears and letting you take the lead and yeah. just making. Well, it seems to me that they're letting you make a, an educated decision. Uh, um, which what will be best for your section? They're not yeah. trying to dictate what you do or what you don't do. Yeah, hundred percent. It's at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to to Ben Kenzel. He's he's you know he's the main man kind of thing. Um, well, he's he's obviously you've got Ron Gordon, but he's not going to deal with he's not going to deal with boys that go to the game. Yes. I mean, so Ben is it's honestly is. Basically, what he says is, what you want, let me know. And if I can make it happen, 100% I'll make it happen. So, constant support. I think it's encouraging. And as long as it's, like I say, there's, you know, if the, there has to be a bit give and take in certain scenarios where if the club are putting, you know, if the CEO, basically the guy who's the face of the, the, the business, is putting his support into you and into the group in general, you know, it's, all but making sure that that, aye, that that is, you know, it's, it's a hell of a, I tell you what, mate, it's a hell of a burden to take on your shoulders. <laughs> um, however, you know, if it's, you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen like the, the level of what since 1875 produced in the past with like the marches to Tyne Castle and displays at the cup final, semi-final games at Easter Road, you know, the, there's the, what was it, there's first, there's class, there's first class and there's Hibs class and the famous five etc you guys in January I think you know just to what's so that obviously the, the end game is the the famous five lower like yeah. that and can start with the middle section and then sort of see how it goes maybe take the next two sections then and so on yeah. and so on. Yeah. I think you're always you're always going to have resistance from supporters purely because you know that's where well Sean's said he was maybe hard to move There'll be folk who've maybe sat there since the famous five went first went up back in the early nineties. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think there's there's has to be an acknowledgement of well, if Hibs were to knock the stand down and build a three tier stand, they'd have to move anyway. Mm. So as things evolve, I think you'll be met with less resistance over time as long as you I think you continue on the path that you're on. Yeah. And, you know, cre- you know, creating scenes like the UEFA, uh, the the youth league game. You know, showing that you're open to supporting the Hibs ladies as well. You know, if you get the opportunity. Um, I think just sort of to to end the the block seven stuff before we go on to talk about the the shitey football stuff. <laughs> um, can you can you just sort of let let our listeners know how. You know, if you are, you know, needing help for displays in terms of setting up, you know, what the process of that is like. You know, if you have got like a, you know, like a PayPal type thing where people can donate to you for funds for materials. 
you know, if anybody's even got ideas for TIFOs or displays, like how, you know, how, how can we go about getting in touch with you for that? Well, 100%, we're, we're open to any, anyone that ever wants to get in touch with us with any song ideas, any ideas of good designs for flags, designs for uh, displays, you know, what to put on banners for displays is, like I said, it's the reason that we called it Block 7 is we'd like it to cover the whole of Easter Road. We're not a separate group. So if anyone does anything that they want to get in touch with us about, they can just message the mainly the, 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 the Twitter is the most active social media, I think. Um, and we take it from there. It's with displays, going on to what you said about, about this, helping with displays and stuff like that. It's there's, there's a GoFundMe link, I'm sure, on our bio that is always open. And well, we'll get that shared for you as well. Ah, it's for glad that your Twitter handle's at Block7Hibs, but 7 is in S-E-V-E-N, not number 7, for anybody listening. So it's just, it's only going to go back into the club. It can only make things better. Um, I mean, if we actually, we added up the amount of money that five of five of the boys in the group that have been there from day one have put into it and honestly the amount of money is, is silly um out of our own pocket to get it up and running to get scarfs and to get banners and to get flags poles like see gc just worked for a, a flag pole um is 85 90 quid Jesus Christ. for a telescopic pole just one um wow. so a flag itself we got you can paint your own flags and stuff like that. It's also it doesn't look as good, but it's just the price of everything is extortionate. You've got, so, the, you've got the Facebook page as well, eh? That might not be as active as the Twitter one because uh, well, but you've still got the Facebook one as well. Is that yeah, but well, we started Facebook with Maz and Daz that like I that's exactly why we made it was because obviously not everyone's got Twitter. We had a lot of people messaging us saying that you know you need to get Facebook, I'm not on Twitter, I can't keep up with everything. So um we made a Facebook and we didn't expect it to grow as much as it grew and have as many followers on it as it did. So we've just made a page now that you can like instead of it being a profile because um, it just makes it easier to, to engage with the followers on it. So that got made a few days ago. Um, it's still an early days of process. But and that's even the, the link will be on that as well. Uh, that, that's now the new official Facebook um, platform. So Love it. Uh, you, said, you said there if anyone has got any song recommendations. I mean, me and Craig come up with, uh, come up with dance <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sure if we get one that's a winner, we'll message him ah, expecting to hear it. Over and uh, you never know how much time you hear it. It might be uh, being belted out by all by all the boys in the group. Eh? <laughs> I, we get some. Uh, we get it's it's mental honestly. See, we go through some of the messages that we've got. It's a good laugh. Like um, some of the songs that we've got there that people have suggested. Um, Tell you I, what, I'm glad there's no, I'm glad there's no a Twitter page, like that, that put out the songs. Eh, like I would rather it was just used that dealt with it because some of the Diddy pages that I've seen put out Diddy songs is absolutely horrible. I like the Ro- I like the Rocky Bushiri one though, the one with Cascada, the Rocky Bushiri Cascada one. That was class. Ah, not having it. 
Uh, boys didn't they take it on because it was utter shite. What's your what's your just uh, on songs? A lot of people have been giving a lot of hate to the tune all down at Tiny chant. See that's I, personally I don't understand. I like it. So you see, now we're trying to not sing it about as much as 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 possible. I don't but, think it's a, I, I, sorry sorry to interrupt. I don't think it's an issue with the actual song. I think it's just the because of how long we've had the song and a mixture of for a long time that was all that got sang yeah. I don't think it would be an issue still using the song I don't the, think it is I think it's just a variation problem uh, the main thing was that what people were saying was that it's basically oversung but yeah no I get that having a downfall you would have seen it yourself when we do it and everyone's got the hands up the whole you know, everyone's clapping at the same time. The noise it makes is is unreal, and it, it, the players get a boost from it. That's why we sing it. The players actually say that when we were in the derby and it was one nil down, we done two nil down at Tiny, and the whole East Stand just had their hands up, clapping at the same time, and it boosted them on. And then Boyle went goes and scores a last minute equaliser. It's it's one of the best songs for getting the atmosphere going. And I mean, you need to try and keep that if you're going quite a lot east of the road. So I that's the re- that's that's the, that's the reason for people thinking it's it's kind of oversung. But we've came up with loads of new songs since then, and now we're trying to kind of bring some of the older songs back as well. Um, that obviously kind of the 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 older generation will recognise. So it gives them a chance to join in as well. Thanks, what's mate. Your favorite, what's your that. favorite one? I love that you're bringing my songs back. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, to be fair though, like just to kind of close up on that, you're 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 always going to get fans that are always going to have a negative thing to say. Hibs fans, unfortunately, are always always like that, and oh. grind, they grind my gears. That's for sure. The majority oh. of Hibs fans, unfortunately, you can never do right from doing wrong. It's you'll do. If, if, you're, if you're getting a more positive return than than anything else, that that oh. just shows that it's working. Negative. Always going to get negative. We're, we're, we're still, aye. We're always. You can never avoid getting negative. Not everyone agrees on on everything, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. It's, what one? What one's your favourite chant though? Come on, give us mate, your favourite. Aye. Uh, I don't know, mate. I'd, from the stands of Easter Road. That's quite a new one. I eh? see. I think I've heard that one. That one getting sung, eh? But I, I didn't get the words of that. You gonna give us a wee? Nah. Gorgie <laughs> boys, they, they they used to do singing rehearses at the Hearts Club, and we're not about. Oh. Nah, oh, no. they're, they're clear from that, like. But I that alone should fold the club. Never mind the group. Get to learn. You'll get to learn the songs. I like the, uh, I like the Chris the Gadden one. You know, you just take the you stand at the front with your wee thing and conduct the orchestra <laughs> as they go. <laughs> what? Well, Megaphone. I like the Chrissy Cadden one, the Bells Hill Cafe. I like that one. Aye. That's my favourite. Aye, that, aye that's, that's a good one. Not many people know it though. It's kind of the best time to get song going is away games. I don't know what it is, but if you start like from the Sands of Easter Road, we, we came up with that and it was when we were on, where were we going? It was on the coach to St. Johnston. Um, 
and we started singing it on the coach and then we took it into the ground and it went from there. And uh, I, we've got a few videos on the GoPro from Saturday there and just looking up, you see the, 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 the whole of the 45 section and some of the 44, 43 with, with their hands up clapping along. And uh, aye, it's, it's, it's good, like it's it's gives you a wee bit of, I don't know, a sense of a Gives you a bit of buzz. Aye. Just, aye. I see what you're saying about away games, because I remember the the two all game at Tiny, that's where the McGinn song started. Aye. And it started in the Murrayfield Hotel before it. Aye. Yeah. Then as soon as we got, I swear, I swear for that for that 90 minutes, that's all that was sung. <laughs> and then when we went back the following season, all it was was Hibs, Hibs, whoa, Hibs. <laughs> right, so we move on from singing away to singing at home. Um, 1 0 win against Motherwell on Saturday. I was way off on my prediction. I think I went 3 0. Sean, you nailed it, didn't you? Big man got right again, yeah. I got the youth game prediction correct. I said that'd be a stroll in the park. Job done. Ah, you never said that score though. Doesn't matter. And you also said I'd get the job. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh my Jesus! I never got my job either, so you're just, you're just, you're just. <laughs> ah, that's that's, that's <laughs> not my fault. That's not my fault. I knew the youth team were going to produce, and I knew we were going to produce on Saturday. It's not my fault you didn't produce in the interview. Oh, that's because they had the famous behind them in the goal. That's what it is. That's great. Ah, there we go. Jake so never had any block seven in his interview. That's that's <laughs> Um, what was the what was the view for block? Seeing as you're our guest, mate, what was the view for block seven like on on Saturday? How did you see the game? Well, me personally, I never seen much of it, mate. I was up on the seats with a megaphone in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, so it sounded good. Aye, so there we go. No, I mean, you look at where we were. I mean, Lee Johnson. What did he say? He said that he needed at least eight nine games to bond this team that he's got together, um, and then. As soon as we hit eight games, it's four games unbeaten now. And you can see that going forward, we've we've got what we need. Um, Porteous is putting in solid shifts. So, I don't know. I, I reckon I reckon we're now at the point where, where we, we'll be challenging the old firm. 100%. Well, I hope so. I hope I, so. I, bold <laughs> shout and I'm here for it. I am He's going to go bold. <laughs> I, I reckon, I reckon we could, we could take points off the Celtic. Like, if we play how we've, how we've been playing recently. Aye. No, I agree. I think we're actually set up to. Um, I think can really doubt. Again, we've got a game before it, but just because you mentioned it, Celtic going forward are yeah. pretty good. However, missing You're McGregor, we've got players set up to to hit on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam, you. Uh, I spent about I spent the first half looking for you and I couldn't find you. Um, <laughs> once again, you done the arrow to McCurdy and he pied you. I did once... not, not this time. No, <laughs> I did that. I did the arrow to you and you pied me. No, Liam, you come on, me. come on. You 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 clapped him and then you done it and he pied. I didn't actually. My did. pal who was sitting next to me when he was running back across, he shouted up the Chelsea and he turned around and started laughing. Aye, of, after you uh, done the arrow and he patched you, but. <laughs> Um, of McCurdy, right? Um, I was just <laughs> Liam's already hating what I'm about to say. I want to get your opinion, and I know he's came off the bench a couple of games, 
and I know it takes a while to bed in, especially if you're coming off the bench. I know how difficult that is myself. But I barely started games when I used to play. I was always <laughs> referred to as a super sub. But um, the Yuan's taken a lot of stick, right? From a lot of, I'm going to say, uneducated football fans, right? Well, um, I'm giving them stick, and I'm definitely not uneducated, so retract that comment immediately. Um, about his performances, but. I, think, I thought he was all right. First I, think, I think he actually played really well on Saturday. He was just very unlucky um, in certain aspects of his play. And loads of people are calling for McCurdy to start instead of Johan, but McCurdy's not offered anything in any of the games where he's came on, I don't think. Um, I, no, to be honest, you said that I wouldn't like that comment, Sean, but I completely agree with you. I don't think that McCurdy has done enough to earn a spot, but I also don't think that Johan has done badly enough that he doesn't deserve to be dropped. Doesn't deserve to be dropped. Once you once Johan gets a goal, yeah, that'll be yeah. him off. He'll, he needs he'll, to tap in. I feel like I feel like at the moment the way that we're set up to play suits Johan starting with our fast start. Yeah. And I just don't at the moment. I know McCurdy's got bags of ability. I just don't think at the moment we're in a position where we can afford to take the risk of starting him when when he's came on. He's looked more likely to get booked and sent off than score a goal, unfortunately. Because um, yeah, he was having a go at the fourth official, eh? Well, he, got booked. he got booked. So um, I just I don't quite understand. It's like we, it's like the Noah Kenny slating that we spoke about in the other pod. I don't quite understand because Yuan's not scored a goal yet. Why he's getting a lot of stick? Because he's getting on the ball a lot and he's creating a lot and he's doing very well. I well, think ask Craig. Very unlucky. Craig will give you an answer why. Uh, I, I don't. don't I don't think you giving him stick, Craig. I think you've just. No, for me, it's not about him even scoring. It's just I've I've said it for weeks and weeks and weeks. He takes too many touches. He no. takes four, five, six touches when two or three could be easier, and you can see. Um, as the game wore on on Saturday after, but I thought we had a great first 10, 15 minutes. We really came flying out the traps. And then the game sort of slowed down. But he's... There, there was three, I'll completely agree with you there, Craig. There was at least three or four instances where he's taken an extra touch. Yeah. There was one where he took a touch when he should have shot. He took an extra touch when he should have shot. And there was at least another two on top of that where he could have released it earlier and we would have either been through on goal or had a chance. But... And there was a couple of times as well where he passed it and he either under hit it or over hit it. So, I mean, I'm not so much clamouring for McCurdy to start because I'm kind of on the same page as you with regards to McCurdy. I think we've immediately bought into McCurdy because of the the reputation that he brings as a character. And Ken, he's going to be somebody who will... Ken, when he scores, he's going to score in a way ground and he's going to run right over to the boys in block seven and he's going to jump in beside them and he's going to get booked. Like, that's what... Do you know what I mean? You, you can already... Oh, kind of, actually, I hope he doesn't do that because I want to see the arrow celebration. Aye, do the arrow and then jump in. Aye. Does that first. For me, with, with you, Anne, I just... Like, like I spoke about last week, Mickey Weir spoke about it. He's a striker playing out wide. Um, I agree. But I don't... I think the way the team is set up just now leads to Kukarevic starting most weeks. I, I, I really, he's going to be another one. As soon as he gets a goal, yeah. he's going to be absolutely flying because he does. he's doing everything else 
properly. Like he's, for me, he's he's what he's what we expected for Deutsch. Yeah, that's what we I can tell you. What we've actually we've actually it. been asked we've been asked a couple of times about Kukarevic and whether we can fit his name in a chant, and we can't do it. So we're we're going to. We're going to leave it That's up to you. And I'm, I'm wanting to see a chant about Kukarevich tomorrow at Tanadice. And I'll be reporting back. Tomorrow? All right, okay. Yep, tomorrow. Leave it with, leave it with me. See, what, <laughs> see what's been refreshing as well is not only how we've won the, the, the four games on the bounce, we've spoke about it a couple of times, how solid we've been at the back. And the man in the moment, again, stepping up, getting a, getting a Ligod-esque goal to win us the game and another man of the match performance next to Paul Hanlon which is which is brilliant to see because I think we can all agree when Rocky picked up that knock there would have been a lot of fans that were a bit sceptical about Paul Hanlon coming back in he's been brilliant performances, but can I just say right Paul Hanlon has been absolute cigar and slippers for weeks agreed. 100% oh, completely agree he has been somebody who has been given a lot of stick um, like obviously at the start of the season he gets the captaincy taken off him I know he was injured but then Rocky gets in and he's having to wait to get back in um, again in football you take your chance when you get it and it's now at the stage where regardless if Rocky comes back to full fitness he doesn't go back in for me Not at the moment. as good as Rocky was at the start Hanlon's just been I, I would argue that Hanlon's probably almost in the form of his career at the minute Maybe that's a bit. Too, maybe that's he goes, a bit he goes, he goes through every every yeah. season. He goes through wee spells where he's like untouchable. But he's been um, outstanding. Even when you talk about him, because we had uh, last week Jordan White, Ross County. This week Van Veen, Motherwell, and Hanlon's. You know these type of jewels in the past that he would have been given stick for. You know he's he's too soft. He's too lightweight. He's too this. He's too that. But even he's. I thought he's. Um, not necessarily his defensive, but his reading of the game on Saturday was just outstanding. Yeah. Like he was he's definitely he's, he's been, like I said, absolute cigar and slippers for me recently. And I think if we take that into I know there's not really too much else to talk about the Motherwell game because we were we strolled it. Um so I wasn't really surprised. I think we will see more of the same. I am I would want the same team to start. But I don't know if that will be the case. Um, I know Melkerson done all right when he came on. He's back as well. McCurdy may well even start. He might actually get that start because the, the, the two games are very close to each other. Um, so I am quite curious to see what the lineup is tomorrow. Um, I do I think, think we'll again, it will be a comfy win. I think we'll win 2 0, and I think it will be comfy. I think we will get another clean sheet, and it'll be another defensive masterclass by the back four. I but, think. See, to be honest, see what the eleven is. I think, well, to be 100% honest with you, I, I, I know that Lee Johnson is going to rest a few players. Um, We're getting exclusives here. Exclusive. Well, love to see it. hoping Liam Fox isn't listening. You'll, you'll, you'll be. I'm. Sh- if, if it sticks to his words, you'll be seeing Kyle McGinnis getting a start. Oh, here we go. Uh, which is a good way to move forward. Um, but like I said, is is going to rest. He's going to rest a few players because it's a big game on Saturday. Yeah, hundred got a prediction as well because of the big game at the weekend. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that he needs to start giving bodies more game time. So especially yeah. a player that's going to win us a league. Eh? So and Kyle McGinnis. Exactly. I was it's, going to pull I mean, the stats for Dundee United lads, but. 
you don't really keep... think there's much point because nah, only one once a season. Absolutely not. Not a care about them whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, it, it's it's I said they, they're coming off of a high. They just pummeled Aberdeen. They were going to get lulled into a false sense were, of security for that. Not, they, I don't know. Shy. I don't know if he's watched the game, but it was more <laughs> to see Aberdeen being brilliant. They, I did not think Dundee United were overly well played overly well at all. Your best pal, big Bojang, missed again, eh? Bojang Misovsky. Telling you, it's the name. It's the name. <laughs> Aye. Um, also, this week we were going to have a uh, a pie meal. I don't know if you've you've listened to us before, right? But we do a review of the pies right. at, uh, around Scotland. But what's what's Block Seven's thoughts on on pre-match or during match pies? Is that a, is that a yay or a nay? What pies from where? Like and, anywhere. anywhere. Has, to, has to be the best place for pies. A kebab pie, Oh my god. Oh, I was heavy like the last time I was. <laughs> so block seven, block seven are advocates of the pre-match pie then. Oh, Love yeah. that. Exactly. Love that. 100%. Now, and you need that energy. You need that energy to keep it going for ninety minutes. But I swear to God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that St. Mirren done like a bad pie until one of the boys came up and he went, "Mate, you need to try this." And um, we tried to be bit of a bad pie and that. Every single one of us at the same time made the drum go chuck down and we all sprinted. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go, there's the plug-in to the St. Mirren catering staff. When next St. Mirren away game, we're going to have high numbers. There's going to be no singing, it's just going to be kebab pie central. By the time I got to the front of the queue, I've never been so good in my life. She went, ah, no, we've not got any left, sorry. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, my God. I've, that was I've, me, that was me in the first day of the season with the steak and black pudding at St. Johnson. Some <laughs> left. Gutted. So anyways, we, we do what's called the cinch pioneership table. Um, yep. where myself, Liam and Sean throughout the season will be rating pies for around the grounds. This was going to be the week of reviewing the Easter Road pie. However, I didn't want to give a pie 0 out of 20. Uh, oh my God. So, wow. So the Hibs review will be postponed. Did you just, did you just not get one? Or did you it get was one in the not. Mate, it was, it was, it's, the, it's up there with one of the worst pies I've ever had. <laughs> it was fucking... Terrible. I'm not even. If you're listening, terrible upgrade on the pies. Because I was angry with it. Thanks, uh, if you're listening, rewind and talk. Listen to the, the nice stuff that we're talking about, Hibs, and then listen to the pies chat. Aye, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This new catering company, right? That like. I've not had a bad one at Easter Road yet this season. Lucky you. Lucky you, because honestly, I wouldn't have gave it to the dog. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Um, but anyway, aye, predictions for. Predictions for tomorrow night. What are, what are we going for? What's Fair what's the block seven like on a cold Tuesday night up at Tanadice? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the other thing to remember is Dundee United don't permit drums into Tanadice. No. Oh, no. Or flags or banners. Been in the hood a lot of them. I actually even permit fans to be honest. So. <laughs> The, 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 the times, you seen the state of the attendances up there? Jesus. Uh, so, the, that's because the stand, that's built for folk that are fucking five foot three and, and under. <laughs> that's true. I don't know, I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I, I think, I think they'll score. I'm maybe a three-one Hibs. Yes. We love it, Liam. This is the week. This is the week. Five 0 
Sean? 2-0, comfy. 2-0. I'll go... I'll go in between. I'll go. Th- I'll go 3-0. I reckon we're too, too strong at the back. Too good in attack. Johnson's got us playing. Hips are back. back. Here we go. Anyway, that will uh, we'll wrap up there. Um, See, just before we wrap up, can I just yep. say a really special congratulations um, to, to yourself? No, no, to Hearts on their 2-2 victory against Kilmarnock <laughs> the other day. I certainly hope you want to celebrate him because you're not allowed to celebrate last-minute equalisers. Last-minute equaliser. You're tin pot if you do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly. But anyway, uh, thanks uh, thanks to Block7 for coming on the podcast. It's it's really appreciated. It's good to um, open up a sort of line of dialogue between you guys and the wider support, you know, to let everybody hear your message and that. And we'll share your, like I said, your the Twitter account is at Block7Hibs. Um, you've got the GoFundMe link in there where uh, supporters can donate to you for TIFOs, displays, materials, song ideas, the lot. Um, if you keep following us on social media at the Hibs Ramble, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube as well. And I will be back later on during the week to review the game at Tanadice and then look ahead to the game on Saturday against the Imposters. Can I give my prediction for Celtic away since I won't be here next week? Go on then. Go on then. I'm He's confident. Yes. I'm originals. Come on. I'm feeling it like I'm feeling it. I know all, all the all the boys are up for it. Like there's a small number of hip fans going through, but I reckon. We sold we'll, it we'll the allocation. Aye. Sold it on the first day. Love it. We'll have to see it. Um, no, but but it's been a long, long time since we've sold it at Parkhead. But um, I'll be putting my coupon over 5.5 <laughs> chance of uh, we were first to wear the green. So don't you let me do <laughs> Right. Cheers for listening. Oh, yeah. And we'll see you again soon. Thank Cheers, you. lads. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye.